This is a Bandit Radio production. On this episode of One Team, One Podcast, we discuss Dick Vitale's feud against Will Wade in the LSU basketball program. We go over our Tiger Droppings posts of the week. We touch on some early college football rankings, and we have a special baseball anniversary. It's episode lucky number 13 of One Team, One Podcast, presented by Courtesy Automotive Group, and it starts right now. All right, guys, welcome back to One Team, One Podcast. Jack, it's episode lucky number 13. Ooh, 13. Yeah. Who's, who's been 13 at LSU before? Uh, we have who's, uh, who's 13 Tyrone, right? Tyrone Frazier. You don't remember that name. Nope. <laughs> John uh, Trey Kirkland. Wait, Corey Webster, right? Oh, Corey Webster. Yeah, it was a corner. Wait, Tommy Hodson. Tommy Hodson, yeah. Holy cow. How did yeah. I forget that? Yeah, that's that's on you. What, cor- a so. corner that was number 13? Is that what you said? Was it uh, Ron something? No. Ron Brooks. Oh, Ron Brooks. Ron Brooks. Oh, yeah. It good. was Ron. Good good callback, Ron Brooks. Yeah, episode 13. I didn't think we'd make it to 10. No. <laughs> I didn't think we'd make it to three. We're, we're in our teens now. After the first one, I was like, I don't know if we're even going to do another <laughs> one after this. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. So, guys, we've got a lot to talk about today. I feel like we haven't been on the air in like a week, and a lot's happened yeah. in a oh week. Oh, my God. Uh, if I would have told you a week ago Drew Brees would be one of the most hated men in America, what would your feelings have been oh about that? my God. <laughs> we won't touch too – everybody's talked about that. We're not going to get into that today. Um, we're going to kind of focus on some LSU a little bit. Um, but first, we want to thank our, our sponsor, Courtesy Automotive Group, Brandon Lejeune at Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette. Uh, Brandon's been a big-time supporter of the podcast, and we appreciate everything that him. Court Williams is another guy over there that they really been uh, – they listen to every episode, and they kind of uh, – big basketball fans. So we've been talking a lot about Will Wade for the last uh, week or so. Um, but go see those guys. Uh, Brandon t- continues to post things on his Facebook page, especially new – um, new used cars that they come in uh, to the dealership that he's trying to get everybody a great deal on. So go follow Brandon on his Facebook page, and I'll tag that on our posts of these. But Brandon Lejeune at Courtesy Automotive Group in Lafayette, they will deliver cars anywhere in the world. <laughs> I don't know. The- you, think, you think they'll ship a car overseas? Maybe not right now. Maybe not now. Yeah, maybe 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 next month. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but anywhere around uh, the Louisiana area, Lake Charles, I know uh, they're in Lafayette, Baton Rouge, uh, New Orleans. I know they'll deliver cars to you guys. So if you pull up their website and then get with Brandon, uh, you can customize any kind of delivery for you. So, again, big-time shout-out to those guys. They've been big-time supporters of our podcast. Um, and that kind of gets us to our first – topic today and Brandon is a big LSU basketball fan um the one of the big stories from this week that we were going to touch on was Dick Vitale coming out and tweeting about LSU and some potential allegations is kind of the way he mm-hmm. put it right um give me a give me a, a recap of all the events old Dickie V put us through yeah so what did he, he said that um uh, LSU received uh a letter of notice of no, allegations. Notice of allegations, right? I think is the way he put it, right? Right. So LSU had received them on what was that Tuesday? Something like that. That they had received them, and then on I think Wednesday, no, LSU was like, "No, we have not." Right. I think I'm pretty sure it was the same or day. Or may have been the same day, even. They're like, um, "No, we haven't received anything." And Scott Rabelais even reported it. It was like, "No, LSU says they hadn't gotten anything." Right. And. So then he came on off the bench. Yeah, Jordy Collada was all over him at that point, and then he he came on off the bench. Was it the next day or was it like two days later? I think it was on that was on th- Friday. 
or so it would have been a couple days yeah, after. Yeah. So so he came on off the bench, um, talked to Jordy Collada. Um, I thought it was as well as it could have been. He's so defensive. Yeah, uh, Dickie V is whenever he comes on to those shows because he knows he's about to get drilled. First of all, yeah. Um, I don't know if he was necessarily as hard as he could have been, Jordy Collada, but. Yeah, well, I think he didn't. I mean, I think he wants Dickie V to come back on in the future. Yes, whenever, I agree. I saw that Dickie too. Whenever Dickie V inevitably like, continues to bash LSU on Twitter, so so yeah. well, and he's saying he's got a source, um, and I've heard a lot about this for the last week now that he's got a source that's giving him information that's telling him that LSU is going to get a notice of allegations, um, right. and. What's holding it up is some paperwork that's apparently from the old football scandal from a couple of years ago. Um, that's probably a, a nothing burger at the end of the day. But the basketball stuff he's saying is major, quote unquote major. And he's saying that it's, I'm telling you, it's going to be major, baby. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I know our good friend at uh, Are You Serious Sports, Blake Rafino, has come on and says that he has people that are telling him that Dale Brown is involved. Right. Um, so I've heard that I've heard and I've heard what Dickie V has to say. And to me, it all gets back to the, to the end of the day, the timing of this smells really fishy. Yep. Literally Musa Cisse was about to commit that day. Yep. And then Dick Vitale puts out what he puts out, uh, on Twitter Musa Cisse decides he's going to postpone his commitment, and he's saying it's because of the protests and all that, which it could be very, very well could be. Yeah. Um, but it also, I believe, one of his finalists was Kentucky, correct? Yeah, I think it's LSU, Kentucky, and Memphis. Memphis, because he's from Memphis area, right? Um, and I mean Penny Hardaway. Yeah, Penny Hardaway's he's shelling out the big bucks as well. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nope. Um, so he doesn't have any sources on, he doesn't have any sources there apparently. Yeah. Um, it, to me, this all goes back to Calipari. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think Dickie V's sources are the same sources that Yahoo has, you know? And here's another thing about the Dale Brown stuff. Um, and I'm not saying that he, Dale Brown couldn't have some sort of animosity towards LSU and maybe trying to point people in the right direction. That could very well be the case. I just have no idea. But I can also tell you this. Dale Brown and the NCAA are not buddies. They never have been. Right. Um, So I don't understand where the – there's still a source with the NCAA that's telling somebody something, is is I would assume is what's going on. Or Dick Vitale is really lying about all of this, and he's getting information from Calipari and putting it out there. Um, I – I just tend to think that either Calipari or this is also could be a smokescreen. All of a sudden you get Zion in the news and and Duke is uh, actually being out there. Okay. Let's put a little bit Mm. more heat on Will Wade. Right. Sure. Um, I, at the end of the day, my only answer to this and the only thing that I really do probably 95% think is Dick Vitale is corrupt in this whole deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um, and actually, I, I, we talked about this the other day, and I, you know, I don't really have an opinion anyway on like, you know, conspiracies of who his source might be. But um, it, it's definitely more fun to think that he's just like out to get LSU, and that Calipari's in his ear telling him what to do. I mean, and all that. It, I think it, that's it, way more fun. Well, yeah, and even in the Jordy interview, and I think it was T. Bob that it maybe it may have asked this as well about, you know, if what about Duke. Like, what's going on with that? You know, how would you feel about if, if if Duke was uncovered? And the way he starts talking about it is, oh, yeah, that would that would be very disappointing if, if that was the case. You don't think that, El- that Duke has paid Zion Williamson? Or somebody has paid him money? He better have gotten paid. I honestly. mean, <laughs> exactly. If Nas Reed got $300,000, Zion better be getting a mill. I mean – that's why this whole thing just smells so bad and it makes him look like he is out to get somebody is because everybody in the country is doing this kind of stuff. If they're going to compete in college basketball. Um, and it's, it's right now it's, it's all about who's going to get caught apparently. Um, 
And at the end of the day, you still don't have any kind of money trail. Um, you got Javante Smart, who's already been cleared. Um, so th- this is all nothing as far as an allegation goes. So it was a big hot topic here, obviously. Um, and, you know, I think me and you are both huge Will Wade supporters. Yeah. And we want this basketball program to succeed. And we understand that you're working with a weird set of rules here. And you got to do everything you can to to win. Like, yeah. I, yeah. But to have somebody like that, Dick Vitale, in uh, such a powerful position, and it does feel like he's just he's trying to he's trying to get Will Wade crucified on this whole situation. Yeah, and I mean, like like you said, the timing of it is uh, to quote Michael Sh- Scott, nothing short of predominant. <laughs> yeah, very good. I'll I'll put that one in there too. Um, so anyway, I I thought that was something we needed to discuss. Um, and I, I know people have a lot of opinions on that. And I you know I'm seeing a lot of I like the conspiracy theory talk though. It's fun. It's I like, like doing that. And you know I said that uh, it's fun to think that Cal Perry is uh, in his ear. It's 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 also kind of fun to think that Dale Brown's in his ear. Yeah, all these all these conspiracies. It, it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder about Dale Brown and Will Wade's relationship. It makes me wonder about Will Wade. Is Will Wade ruffling feathers that he shouldn't be ruffling? Mm-hmm. Um, is he not getting along? And not not to say that he has to, but like it would make his job a lot easier if he would just get along with people. Yeah. Um, so is he is he too rough around the edges? Is he is he too win at all costs? I mean. I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> as long as we don't get any sanctions dropped on Yeah, us, I just do don't want to get in trouble. Like, I mean, you know, if if like if he never gets caught and then right. 30 years from now, there's a big 30 for 30 on how crazy I'm fine with and that. everything he wa- it was, okay, let's do that. That's fun. Uh, to me, it's a great time. This is like, you know, I know Lance Armstrong was a big jerk, but the Lance documentary, I don't know if you saw that on ESPN, but I didn't. It's, it's so good because – and it kind of fits with this a little bit. So it's cycling, and it's a Tour de France. Um, everybody doped back yeah. then. They all, like, put, like, um, EPO is what they called it, and, like, basically did blood transfusions before races and stuff uh-huh. like that to kind of give them more oxygen in their system. Yeah. Um, everybody did it. Uh, Lance Armstrong did it, yeah. and he won seven Tour de France's in a row. Mm-hmm. And... He got caught, and there was a whole bunch of people that got caught, but Lance Armstrong is made to be this big, like, monster, even though everybody was cheating. Right. Uh, They were all playing by the same set of rules, and he still won all those. Lance Armstrong is still the greatest, like, cycler of all time. No one takes that away from him, I don't think. Probably probably in Europe they do, but here, yeah. But, like. Who else is there? I mean, mean, everyone was doing it. Everybody was doing it for a long period of time, and it's just like college basketball. Everybody's been cheating for a long time. Patrick Ewing probably took money to go to Georgetown. Yeah. Uh, This has happened for years and years and years. Patrick Ewing is probably paying people to come back to Georgetown. I mean, we were talking to, um, we were talking to, uh, who was it? Charles Alexander, who. Uh, I think it was between LSU and Houston, the mm-hmm. University of Houston, when he was in high school, and like walking out of his house, and both coaches were standing right there, and they both had like some sort of—he didn't say what it was, but he was like they both had a gift in their hand, <laughs> and it was like this is back in the seventies. Um, I mean, this was rampant, yeah, uh, and it, not just basketball. And it was that's also back been when in there football. was a lot less money in in sports in general. Well, and there know? was less regulations too. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot more rules in place now, but. Nobody's enforcing these rules. And right, this is like, still happening. But it was a smut, It wasn't as big of an industry as it is now. You know, it wasn't as yeah. much of a business. You know what I mean? T. Bob made a great point on the show. He was talking about, um, you know, we've been hearing that things were going to happen to clean up college basketball ever since ever since this happened, and it was like that's been what two or three years now. Yeah, it was like right when Will Wade got hired. Right, so nothing really has been that bad. Like you've had, you've had the FBI stuff, and you had some assistant coaches take falls. You got Will Wade, who was caught on tape, but you can't find anything. What what else is there? Yeah, I mean we're we've just been waiting. It's just this big waiting game, and you know, like I'm down to just say that it's it's nothing until we see something, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know how the NCAA is going to be able to handle any of this and, like, punish people for 
things that they can't prove. I, I just don't know how that's going to ever happen. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have lawsuits handed to them left and right. Also, Woodward is good friends with Emirate, so there could be some talks behind yeah. the scenes there. But um, I'm just hoping that, you know, Will Wade has a good relationship with Woodward, and I think he does, and it's just like yeah. I think that needs to just continue because – he just needs – Will Wade probably does need to be careful a little bit, but we still have to win. So, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is yeah. what it is, man. Um, great topic. I thought it was a um, it was a topic worth talking about this week. There's been a lot of other stuff that I don't really want to talk about, and it's been very uh, exhausting, actually, this whole week. So I've actually – I've deleted Twitter. Like, you deleted Twitter? Like five times. So, we haven't been as active on Twitter. and re-downloading it. Really? And redownload. Yeah, because like I'll just I'll get stuck on just like all this like horrible negativity. I want to talk about sports. Like, Jesus Christ! I got to yeah. get off here. I want to talk about there's sports. No, there's no sports on there. There's no sports. There's nothing going on. I know. And so like this is the only thing that people are talking about is all this craziness. Well, you know what we could do to try to find some sports and find some topics? How about we go on tiger droppings? Ooh. Yeah. Do so that. tiger droppings. Speaking of Woodward. Man. Tiger Droppings. I want to be the official podcast of Tiger Droppings. Um, I keep typing in our name on Tiger Droppings, searching for us, see if anybody's talking about Nobody's talking Nobody's. about us yet. Uh, episode 13, so, you know, we may, it might take us a few more episodes to get there, but I want to be the official podcast. They're, uh, they're not letting me do that yet, so we're going to be the unofficial official podcast of Tiger Droppings. I want to embrace all you guys that nobody's ever embraced. Uh, give you guys a, a big COVID hug from One Team One Podcast. Uh, I want to appreciate all the all the lunacy that you guys provide to the LSU fan base. So, what we're gonna do is gonna maybe we're just gonna go on there and see if there's any good stuff on there for us to talk about today. So, what do we got, Jack? All right, first line. We, we actually I did talk about this on Twitter uh, maybe a couple days ago um, about how Scott Woodward said that. Um, LSU would love to play against Tulane, mm. but Tulane wants a home and home series. Yeah, and no. that just doesn't. He said, that "Ain't gonna just, happen." That just doesn't make sense for us. No, we're not um, going to. Um, what's that? Yulman. Yulman. We're, yeah. we're not going to Yulman to go play Tulane. No. Right. But what I said, what I said on Twitter was, uh, I'd be down to play Tulane in some sort of like three one and one series where you play, you know, three games at. Death Valley, or maybe more than three uh, at Death Valley, one at Yeoman, and then maybe another at the Superdome. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't lay me Won't like do that. that. Maybe no. like a maybe like a six one and one. Would you be down for that? I would do a one on a one and one only with Tiger Stadium and the Superdome. You would never play again. No, absolutely. I think not. it'd be kind of fun. No, it would not. Just because I've been to Yeoman. Like yeah, a, a, it's a, Billy. It's a pretty fun stadium. Yeah, and I mean that. Yeah, Billy's. Billy's a big Tulane fan. All Tulane fan. It would just. It would be fun for me. Maybe not most LSU fans. LSU has no business playing in Yulman Stadium. Uh, LSU. Yeah. De- demands it's a lot like uh, how Super Virginia Dome. and Virginia Tech constantly play at Old Dominion. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I remember it's, seeing that. What was it? Virginia Tech played at Old Dominion. So did Virginia. Uh. W- when was I that? A couple, three, two, three years ago, and they lost to Old Dominion. I think Virginia played at the Old Dominion this past year. Right, but I'm uh, the two years ago yeah, when oh, Virginia yeah, Tech did, goes. Yeah, right, I remember lose. seeing the highlights, and they, I, yeah, I didn't even remember that that, that game was actually, was actually awesome taking game. place. It was Old Dominion wins, and it was like, like forty-nine to forty-two or something crazy. And they're like a one double A school, if I'm not mistaken. No, they're actually they're FBS now. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then I think they're. I think they're in the Conference USA. Okay. I remember seeing that, and the first thing that I thought when I saw the highlights was, why in the hell is Virginia Tech going to Old Dominion? I remember asking you about this a couple years ago, and I was like, why are they doing that? And you said, you, I remember you told me, this was a few years ago, um, that old, the old, where Old Dominion is is this big now, recruiting yeah, hotbed. They're in Norfolk, if I'm not, if Norfolk, I remember right. right, and it that area is like that's Michael Vick, and there's yeah. there's tons of guys that come out of the, that area. Uh-huh. But um, that got it's got to be the only reason, right? Um, and that could be a similar reason that LSU would play, say, in NRG Stadium against Rice. Oh, in for sure. You know, uh, just get over to Houston and yeah, Houston is uh, go recruit definite. your ass off, right? Yeah, but you're not going to go play at 
Rice's stadium. No, absolutely. Actually, but Rice does have a big stadium. I didn't know that until recently, but uh, it doesn't matter. But there's only like 15 guys in the stands. Very empty stadium because it's so large. But that's like the, that's the perfect people. example. We we would go play Rice in Houston, but we're going to play at you know NRG. Right. Yeah, so the same thing with playing Tulane. Right. We're going to yeah. play them at the Superdome. Super sure. Yeah. We're not no, going to play. Sense. We're not going to play you in your little high school yeah. stadium. It's a. It's well, you want to go play at Tag Gormley or something? It's a very fun little stadium. Uh, what else we got? What else we got on there? Uh, Woodward had a lot to talk about with yeah, scheduling, though, right? Like all I have is Scott Woodward stuff. Yeah, uh, Woodward. I think he had talked about LSU, um, Michigan. Yeah, he want, uh, he wants how, to play Michigan. Uh, right. Yeah. So that we, would be awesome. We're we're trying to schedule it in the future. Um, that's pretty much all that he said. Well, let me tell you it. this: if we go play Michigan, that would be fun. We are going to take over that stadium. That would be so fun. Those guys. They sit on their hands the entire game. Really? If you ever watch like a uh, Michigan will play like a eleven o'clock. You always watch. You always watch those early Big Ten games. Um, try to make all your money on the eleven o'clock before uh, the two thirties. So that way you can double up your money. Yeah. So anyway. Um, Sports bet. Yeah. So Michigan, if they ever play like an early game, um, in between like plays, you'll you'll hear like silence. <laughs> And it's 110,000 people in that uh-huh. stadium, and it's quiet. Like, like they're getting beat down by 50. Yeah, and it's uh-huh. like – and you're playing Rutgers or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like – it's the worst. Yeah. Um, LSU would completely own that stadium. Yeah, that would be fun. I that mean, they're be probably be still really only get like 20 trip. people – 20,000 people in there as right. far as – Yeah, so it's a far trip. Oh, yeah. But I, they would tra- – LSU fans would travel to that one. Yeah, same oh yeah. same thing like Wisconsin, whenever they played Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's another thing. I wonder if they did – you think they would do a home-and-home if they did Michigan, or if they would – would they try to do a – God, I hope so. I'm so neutral sick of Neutral site I'm so sick of the neutrals, man. Yeah. Although, I mean, like, going to the Superdome in – what's that, 2022 to play – Florida State, that'll be fun. Yeah. But then the very next year, you go to Orlando. I'm not interested in going to Orlando. To play, to play Florida, Florida State, State again, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would way rather go to Tallahassee and play at Florida State. Mm-hmm. And that would be a fun trip. So, what's the story on Las Vegas? Right, yeah. So, very next post, uh, Scott Woodward kind of hinted at, he didn't specifically say Las Vegas, but he said an NFL stadium that's being built out west. It's got to be Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Right. Um, it's that big black stadium. It looks like a Roomba. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very down to go play over there. But That'd who would really we fun. play there? Right. So what I was thinking is that could be – because we have a home-and-home home currently scheduled with UCLA in 2021, and then they return to Baton Rouge in 2024. Okay. So they could change that to two neutral site games – with one being played in Vegas and then the other being played in, you know, maybe Dallas. Or but that would suck Superdome. because everybody right, wants to go to the Rose Bowl. I would way rather go to the Rose Bowl. Right. Way rather. I mean, Vegas would also be a really fun trip, but I would rather do that against someone else, you know? Yeah. Maybe against, like, USC. Or Oregon or something or like Oregon. that. Right, right, right. That would be awesome. That would be a really fun game. Um, hmm. Or Michigan. Uh, it wouldn't make a lot of that, that wouldn't make sense, any sense, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know who else there would be. Utah? No. I don't know. Oh, we do play Utah in the future, though. We do? Uh-huh. In, like, 2030 or something. Oh, uh, well, that's too far. Okay, and I got I got another thing that I'm seeing here uh, that we can talk about. Uh, Cortez. Is it Cortez? Cortez? Yeah, we, we were trying to figure this out earlier. It's Cortez. I've been saying Cortez, but then you said Cortez. I said I like, Cortez Cooper. Yeah, you said Cortez, and I've been saying Cortez this whole time. Cortez yeah. sounds way more correct than Cortez. <laughs> Cortez Cooper uh, got suspended from the LSU basketball team, so going back to LSU basketball a little bit. Um, and I think the consensus here is it was already going to be a numbers right. issue. So just kind of anyway. helps Will Wade make a decision on who gets that third Right, spot. and it, these, those guys probably had such a fine line anyway, and yeah. like one little thing, you're gone. Yeah. Um, so that probably, yeah, like you said, it made it made a, a tough decision. Bit of a nothing burger right there. Yeah, and so I guess we're saying Hyatt can round out the. Yeah, that's you that's, know. I mean, because assuming Cooper's gone, yeah, Bishop's already gone. 
Right. Um, I don't know who else there would be of them. And if you get Cissé on the roster, that'll be 13 scholarship guys yeah. if you have Hyatt. And then you'll have two walk-ons. Right. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Um, it didn't really didn't really affect anything, but it was some news that happened this week um, that Tiger Droppings is all over. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and we're not like – big breaking news guys if, if if you come on this podcast to get breaking news i'm sorry we're not going to probably have it for you we have, um, we have opinions and we uh-huh. like to talk about those opinions um but yeah we're not the one uh, we're not the one that's going to be breaking all the uh mm-hmm. official news you're especially actually, you're much more likely to find breaking news on tiger droppings yeah tiger droppings and then is we'll talk about it later tiger they get them from somewhere some uh-huh. they posted from off there's a there's a guy named vol tiger or something like that mm-hmm. on there I know he's a big news dropper. Uh, that's about all that I know. But there's a there's a guy Vol. I know that he drops news all the time. Well, they all grab stuff from somewhere. What I do like about Tiger Droppings more than anything is some of the conspiracy talk. Ooh, that's I cool. love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody somebody had just posted uh, Pitt versus West Virginia 2007 on the ACC Network right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the game that uh, Pitt. Pitt lost. No, to West Pitt upset. Or Pitt beat West, okay. West, West Virginia. Was West Virginia was like number two or something. Yeah, but they were going to go to the national championship yeah. game if they would have won that, right. and that's how LSU snuck right. back in. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember that whole day. I was in. Um, I was in Folsom at uh, Billy's parents' house, and mm-hmm. uh, we watched the SC championship. We won that with Paraloo and all that, and I was like, "Oh, great! Now we'll go to the Sugar Bowl or something." Yeah. And then later watched Missouri beat. Oklahoma, or no, or other way around, or maybe that was right. I can't remember. Which Wait, what? Who beat who? Did Missouri beat Oklahoma? No, Oklahoma beat Missouri. Oklahoma beat Missouri. Yeah, that's right, because Chase Daniel. Yeah. Um, so that happened, and I was like, oh, well, maybe if... That was pretty much expected. Like, everybody kind of thought, okay, Missouri's going to go down, so, you know, Oklahoma's going to catch them, but... Uh-huh. Nobody thought Pitt was going to beat West Virginia. So right. we were kind of like, okay, it's going to take a miracle. Yeah. Um, also, there was some BCS stuff that happened. There was a, a Hawaii game that ended up mm. affecting some of the BCS ranking. Like, everything worked out uh-huh. perfectly. It was like a miracle. For LSU to get there. Yeah. Um, but, again, it just shows you, like, okay, we would have been left out even though we were the best team in the country. Yeah. Um, that, to me, that's always been my that argument for – expanding from even a four team Um, because one day there's going to be a team that's going to be like um, my my best example that I can ever give is the uh, 2006 LSU team so this is the Jamarcus Russell team we ended up beating Notre Dame and I think we were I think we were like five or six I think we were four we were four that year well at the uh, I'm talking about before the uh, Sugar Bowl yeah no going into the Sugar Bowl we were number four Okay. So well, that didn't that didn't add up. Then I thought we were five or six because yeah, we were four and Notre Dame was like fourteen. I mean, we we would have been in in a fourteen. We could have won the national championship right. that year it, by the end of the year. Uh, yeah, we had some losses, of course, but I thought we were good enough to win. Yeah, but anyway, um, okay. So another thing that we did this week is um, I got Jack to make a top twenty-five college football rankings for twenty twenty. Get me to do that. Did it on my own. You did it on your own. Mm-hmm. It was my idea. Oh, that's right. Trying to steal my ideas. No, no, no. I, I think it's uh, we're getting football stir crazy a little bit, so okay. we've been thinking about this a little bit more than we normally would. But um, I also wanted to see where you were going to have LSU in your rankings. Right. Um, I'm very interested interested to see national. Uh, people and what their viewpoints are about LSU going into the season. And what I, the overwhelming majority of them, I feel, are underrating LSU um, mm-hmm. by a good bit. Yeah. Um, I saw a guy on Twitter today or a couple of days ago that was saying, uh, well, LSU lost Joe Brady. They lost Joe Burrow. They lost. Mm-hmm. Like, all these people mm-hmm. down the line, they're yeah. just naming everything that they lost. Yeah, that's fair. But they're not talking about what they still have on the roster, yeah. and mm-hmm. they're not. They're still not talking about – and my, my question is always, if the offense stays the exact same as way it was last year, mm-hmm. 
what would you expect? Because everybody keeps saying Joe Brady, Joe Brady, Joe mm-hmm. Brady. And to me, what they really mean is the offense is going to change. Right. Um, yeah, so let's maybe, let's maybe go over your top – I don't know. You want to go five or ten? We don't have to go the whole 25, obviously. We'll five and we'll see how we feel. Five? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in order, uh, I got Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Georgia. That's wow. My top five. That is good. It's an SEC-heavy top five. Okay. And so, we're obviously an LSU podcast, as you mm-hmm. can tell by the top five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. I'm – look, I get super fired up about football the closer we get to the season. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think everybody is completely doubting us this year. And I'm not, like, too far off on that. Um, I don't know. I could see I could see us lower, obviously. Yeah. But so give me, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts on Memphis. Yeah, so I had us behind Clemson and Ohio State just because um, I think you know what you're getting out of those teams. Well, first um, of all, are either one of those teams going to lose with this schedule that they're playing? I, that's that's kind of what I'm saying is that, like, uh, Clemson's not going to lose to anybody. And by the end of the year, actually, I have Clemson ahead of Ohio State, but – Ohio State would probably be ahead of Clemson mm-hmm. just because they have a tougher schedule. They're going to have a har- uh, higher RPI and all that. Uh, so they'll 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 be ahead at the end of the year, but I still think Clemson's the better team. Um, although, yeah, it's close. It's very close. Um, I didn't put too much thought into anything other than where I put LSU. Okay. Uh, and I put LSU ahead of Bama because we play Bama at home. And LSU and Bama are in pretty similar situations, really, if you think I, about it. I agree. And I like I, Alabama just lost one of their best quarterback, if not well well, definitely one of their best quarterbacks of all time. I was uh, about to say their best, but no. then they had uh what was his name? Joe Namath? Yeah. Yeah. He's, They've he's, had a few. <laughs> he was all right. Kenny um, Stabler. Yeah. You gone. Yeah. Um so yeah, they're losing a super productive quarterback. And well, th- there there's a Mac Jones hype train going on, well, and you do you do know a little bit more of what you're getting with Mac Jones compared to Miles Brennan. Sure. Um, but I just feel like Mac Jones is just a he's just like Miles Brennan. You know, I don't he's see a, how he's yeah, a solid I, quarterback. I understand that you're you you know what you're getting a little bit more though, but and there's something the, to be said for that in the preseason. The overwhelming hype train. Though that's happening with Mac Jones right. is laughable. Right. Is same deal with Kyle Trask. Yeah, absolutely. Or Jamie Newman. But you know, but we know Kyle Trask. So do you feel like Mac Jones is getting equal amount of hype as Kyle Trask? He's probably getting a little bit more. Because Mac Jones is getting more than Trask. I would probably yeah. Because right, just so Trask is in more of you, a Trask, spotlight. Trask threw for thirty five hundred yards last year, right, right? And like thirty touchdowns. So why is Jones, who you know he did play a few games last year, but it wasn't like I do think Mac Jones looked a little bit better than Kyle Trask uh, in the games. And I'm not him. a Kyle Trask fan by any means, but it's like I don't. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just I, I just I, and think, I don't know I do, why do Kyle Trask gets all the hype he gets. I think Mac Jones is a little bit better than Kyle Trask. If I had to pick between the two, I had him at number one in my. SEC quarterback rankings. Oh, um, yeah. The infamous um, quarterback rankings. Right, yeah. Well, actually, I didn't have Mac Jones. I had – We had Alabama. Vanderbilt 14th. We had Vanderbilt 14th. Um, I didn't have Mac Jones at number one. I had Alabama at number one because well, Mac Jones – And you're big Bryce on Young. Bryce Young. Right. Right? So, yeah. uh, the, the whole Mike, Mac Jones thing kind of infuriates me, but it, it, it more makes me upset because of the lack of um, – thought into Miles Brennan and I think everybody's just completely discounting Miles Brennan they're completely discounting our offense again which is just insane to me yeah. after the year that we just had um yeah. I keep looking I keep looking at statistics again with passing yards touchdowns even rushing yards and it's like okay you're saying that we're going to have a drop off what I'm saying is we're going to have the same offense and you're going to have uh, "Quote unquote less talented guys in those positions." Yeah, I, I disagree with that. Uh, other than the quarterback position, uh, you're going to have equal, if not more, talent at a lot of positions. Like I think, I love Clyde with all my heart, but I think John Emery's a better running back. Ooh, you know, I mean, I just, I, I just, just <clears throat> pure talent 
I think John Emery's better. Talented, yes. I I don't think he's. I mean, Clyde Edwards Elair was the total package last year, and right. It took me a long time to get to that point with him. Like you know, you watch him, you're like, oh yeah, he's a he's a good back, he's a good back. Mm-hmm. And then you see like the Arkansas game last year. I know it's Arkansas, so don't right. don't go crazy on that. But like it, he was complete. Um, Emory has potential. Is that what you mean? Like he's yeah. That's that's really what I mean. Just like raw talent alone. I think, I think John I, Emery yeah. Is the I better. think that you have a lot of depth. That's that. So last year, I guess they were they were too young to kind of show that depth. Um, and you Edward, mean at running back? Yeah, and yeah. Clyde Edwards was was just like he was the total package, and he was out there the entire season pretty right. much. Um, this year, obviously, you don't have that, so I think you're going to start seeing the depth happen again. Um, but yeah, you're super talented. Um, Price, Davis Price, Price, also a stud. Yeah, Chris Curry is also a beast. Curry showed you what he could do last year against Oklahoma. Right, against Oklahoma. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I think, and honestly, and all three of them can catch out of the backfield. Yeah, all three of them have pretty solid hands for running. Backs. Out of the three, the one that's got to prove something to me now is Emory. Which yeah, sure. He was sure. the guy that was very highly touted coming uh-huh. out, and everybody wanted to see him at the beginning of last year. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think he was ready yet. Yeah, uh, but he's so talented. You know, uh-huh. everybody knows him from high school at Destrehan. So, right. um, but all right. So going to tight end, I know that was another That's thing. It was like your tight ends go well now with. That's plus in in terms of raw ability and talent. That's a plus position. You're <laughs> you're getting better at that position. He's just got to catch the ball like, like Thad Moss did, is the thing. Like, yeah, those guys just didn't well, he drop. Doesn't even have, he doesn't have to catch the ball like Thad Moss did because Thad Moss was just pure consistency, right? And I think Eric Gilbert's going to be able to make just like crazy spectacular catches like on a pretty re- uh, regular basis and like more run after catch kind of stuff. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh yeah, I mean Thad Moss was slow as hell. And Eric Gilbert runs like a four six. Wide receivers, they're completely discounting us at wide receiver. I mean, which is ridiculous. You we got only lost Justin Jefferson, and I mean, sure, he's a great player, but <coughs> do you forget that we had Jamar Chase, who was better than Justin Jefferson, and Terrace Marshall? Well, you got Jamar who, Chase, who's the best wide receiver in college football, not even close. Right. Um, Terrace Marshall is going to be all SEC. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> He it, should be first team at the end of the year. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many, how many wide receivers do they put in the first team? Is it two or three? I don't know. If it's three, he'll be in that first team. All American or no, SEC? SEC? Okay. Because it'll be Jamar Chase, Devonta <laughs> Smith, and then it should be. Well, I guess Jalen Waddle could be in there, but um, yeah, I mean he's right up there with the top guys. In the uh, he's going to have the numbers at the end of the year. What we're thinking is Brennan is still going to throw for a ton of yards. Yeah. And a ton of touchdowns. Right. Um, the stat that you threw out there about Terrence Marshall at the end of the year, what was it like? Five touchdowns in the um, last little under three hundred yards. Three games in the last in the, in our three postseason games. So right, three of our toughest opponents. Right. So touchdown machine. Yeah, I mean he was uh, leading the country in touchdowns before he got hit. Injured. That's right. That's right. I mean, LSU I, fans yeah. like to throw that that stat out a lot. And it's, it's it's so impressive. <laughs> he's the third. He's our third receiver. So get back to your schedule a little bit. I know you had um, <clears throat> Alabama at four. Alabama four. Georgia at five, right? Yeah, I I put Georgia at five. I I didn't feel good about it though. Um, I didn't really feel good about anyone that I was going to put at five because it was it was between like Georgia, Oklahoma, and Florida, and I have a tough time saying Florida's better than Georgia when Georgia's. Too. Beat them the past three or four years. Defensively, Georgia is just better. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the the reason Florida is uh, a lot of teams are saying a lot of people not teams people are saying that um, Florida might be better than Georgia this year is because Florida has an easier schedule. Um, Florida, I think their uh, cross opponent this year they get. I mean, they obviously have LSU, but they have LSU at home, and mm-hmm. then they don't play their other team isn't Alabama, Auburn, or Texas A&M. It's one Which of the other Georgia's it's one of the got other teams. Alabama. Georgia's got Alabama. Right. Georgia plays Auburn. So, I mean, that's just – that's a tough draw. Yeah. And then I don't know who – they both play those ACC teams out of conference, but that doesn't really so matter they, in terms of SEC standing. They're really going to beat themselves up a little bit more this year. Exactly. Yeah, and LSU's got 
and Georgia doesn't know what they have at quarterback. Right. I mean, they have Jamie Newman, which everybody's really excited about, but Jamie Newman wasn't great in the. Last I agree. I mean, I watched Jamie Newman a lot last year at Wake Forest, and like, <clears throat> had a good wide receiver, but like he sucked against Clemson. And I know Clemson has a great yeah right, defense. and it's hard to Clemson has a great defense and all, but he sucked. Like, he was terrible. Yeah, I'm interested to see what Georgia's offense is going to look like. They, they talk about how they're opening things up, but I don't know if it's like LSU did. Um, it's not like LSU. I can promise it can't you. be. No. Um, anyway. There's, there's nothing like LSU, what LSU just did. I don't think so either, and I still think everybody's just completely sleeping on us. But we, we, the LSU schedule, we were looking at again. We talked about this a few weeks ago. was obviously the Texas game, you know, Early out of the gate kind of game. Yeah, that'll be a, obviously a test for Brennan. Texas, who I have at thirteen <coughs> in my rankings. By the way. Okay. Yeah, you had him right. You had one spot ahead, Texas A and M. Yeah, I, I remember that, that one. Did that on <laughs> uh, But so you had you had Texas, but then the road game at Florida is like the yeah, ultimate test of Miles Brennan. Yeah, it and is. it's like that's where we're really gonna know. Okay. How good is Miles Brennan? And we're going to probably find out at that game. And I, I, I'm thinking that that game is going to be the indicator of the season right there. And it's going to let us know. Like, it, say, and say we lose. Say we lose, but like it's a um, in the 30s or something yeah. like that. Because I, I still, I, I just don't know how anybody holds us like below 30 points. Mm, I mean, Auburn. Did. I mean, I guess it could. Yeah, but that took a terrible game. And I know we had Burrow and all that. But right, like, but it was also at home. <clears throat> it was at this home. This is going to be in the swamp, you know? It, I mean, just weird things could happen. How many points do we need to score like to that. beat Florida? You see, like, I don't see Florida scoring 30 on us. I, I, I completely <laughs> agree. I, don't, I just don't see that. I don't either. I mean, um, they scored 28 last year. They did. That's true. They scored 28. In, in, but they took, was, it, tell, it took Kyle Trask's best game of his career to do that. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't okay. know if our defensive game plan was. I think yeah, that Mullen kind of the second half of that Florida game was when our was defense well, lot better. Finally they made up. adjustments. Yeah, right. um, uh, that, yeah, that Pitts first kid, half was brutal. That Pitts kid was all over us. Yeah, he's so good. He is. Um, but Mullen had a great game plan coming in. Yeah, and he always does. But yeah, like I don't see twenty four points. Florida scoring twenty four points. Yeah, so we actually, need to, we need now, to now that I remember last year's game, though, I mean, I could see them scoring 35. This is where the I mean, mindset. They were, they were just outside the goal line of scoring 35 points right. last year. This so. is where my m- mindset was close to about halfway in the last year was like, okay, it's confirmed. We have a fantastic offense, and it's about how many points can we score against that team to win the game. And – Yes, we are going to give up some points because when you have an offense like this that's just going to score at a breakneck pace, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to, like, you know, you're, it's percentages at that point. You have right. so many drives that, like, you're going to have to hold a team for. I, I, like, I, I've said that before, too. But you don't have to be perfect like, on defense either. But I, I looked at how many possessions we've had per game right. last year. It's actually just – it's almost exactly the same as it has been in previous years. Hmm. Which is bizarre. Our offense? Yeah. Well, hmm. yeah, our offense and our defense um, have had the same amount of possessions per game last year. Or, like, maybe not the same amount, but, like, maybe one possession more per game. Okay. Uh, which doesn't really uh, – only one possession more per game wouldn't really mean teams are going to score 20 more points per game on you. Right. Um, I, I think it's just that – Teams like when when you whenever you have forty points on the board, it forces teams to like just like get really desperate and start throwing up like uh like throw their best offensive game plan out there. So right. you're seeing every team's best offensive play week in and week out. Like I don't think like Bama, I don't know if they score forty one points on us mm-hmm. uh, if we don't have forty six points. You know right. what I'm saying? No, correct. Because they don't have to. But since Bama had to score those points, they did. Right. And it's a, yeah. So, well, then it goes back to okay, how many points can we score? And if we can score 30 points against Florida, we win the game. 40? No, 30. Sorry. 30, 30 points. Yeah. 
Yes, uh, if we score 40, we're definitely beating Florida at the Swamp. Yeah, Florida's not scoring. If Florida scores 40 points on us, we already have a loss going into that game. 31-24, I'm calling it right now. We beat Florida in 31-24? the Swamp. 31-24? Yeah. That's a good score. That's a good score. What's the line on that game? I don't know yet. Let's find out. I don't know any lines yet. Do we have any early Speaking lines? Speaking of, we are going to introduce a new show closer to football season. Mm-hmm. I don't know the name of it yet. Mm-hmm. But we're going to bring in my uh, my good friend Brandon, not Brandon Lejeune at Courtesy, but Brandon Stewart. And we're going to do a gambling show, um, football picks. I think it was more like a football picks show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about um, college and pro. We'll okay. do that weekly as well, and that'll be a part of the Bandit Radio Network. So for the for the rankings, we're going to post those. You guys check it out on Twitter, and anybody has any. Uh, any comments or anything like that, uh, shoot them over. Um, just be nice to us. That's all we ask. We're all about positivity. We're rainbows and sunshine over here. Or don't be nice to us. Don't be nice to us. Whatever. And um, it's also, I mean, it's grabby when people are mean to each other. Gets eh, people's attention. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done with that. Like, I just want to be friends with everybody. I'm cool with that. I don't need all that. Like, Twitter is already bad enough, my friend. Yeah, we're also, though, we're also talking about doing um, – more collaborative rank- rankings yeah, with, so uh, the rest with Bandit, of the Bandit Radio. Radio guys. So check out our other podcast uh, groups with Bandit Radio uh, guys, and go to uh, you can go to Bandit Radio Three on Twitter, um, but just type in Bandit Radio, or you can go to our um, our Twitter account One Team One Pod on Twitter. Um, you can find Bandit Radio from there as well. But uh, the guys at Let It Ride Podcast, uh, we're partnered with them. We're also partnered with. Out the Box podcast, and they're doing some really cool things right now, too. Um, Nick Diaz with the Out of My League podcast. And then we have the Sports Sports and Wrestling wrestling Experience, experience. Cody Davis. Mm -hmm. Um, So he has a little bit of a different uh, topic. But that's all a part of Bandit Radio. We're going to do some collab stuff with those guys. Maybe uh, we'll do like a little call-in segment. Um, We're going to also start having some, um, some guests on this show as well. Um, so reach out to us, let us know who you guys would like us to have on and we'll try our best to book them. Um, and the last thing we were going to talk about, Jack, you're, you're young, you're, you're a young buck, right? Yeah. What year were you born, Jack? 1998. 1998. Uh, 1998. So today is like the, 98. huh? Feels like 98. You watched Doug's last night? Oh, Dugs. Dugs let us down. Got smoked. Virginia Tech is the six, national champions. Six picks. <laughs> oh, Caleb Presley. Uh, what a moron. They just taking too many chances. Mm-hmm. Just go with your uh, your wheel route. Mm-hmm. Shark some wheel. Conspiracies out there that uh, intentionally thrown game. <laughs> <laughs> so he can move on to the next job. I can't remember why <laughs> why he intentionally threw it. Oh, Dugs. Uh, I liked watching Dugs. I think tonight he's going to pick his new team, right? Speaking of dirty coaches, that dude's, you know, he's, he's got it all going on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you were born in 98. Today is the 24th year anniversary of Warren Morris hitting the game-winning home run in the Coswell Series mm-hmm. in 1996. Mm-hmm. The scratch by Mars in the pitch. Swung on and hit the right field. That's way back there. Way back there. Hold on! The fact that you won't be born for two more years, this makes me feel super old. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember exactly where I was when this happened. Mm-hmm. I was at my parents' house watching the game, jumped up, I hit a ceiling fan. Uh, Ooh, yeah. That's tough. It was interesting. <laughs> um Never forget that game. Never forget where I was. Uh, and I'm sure many LSU fans are the same. Um, just a classic moment in history. And, like, how much do you know about that game? I mean, I know a lot about that game now. I mean, okay. I've watched the game before. and I've watched the game several times. Mm-hmm. I've listened to the Hawthorne call at least a million times. Right. Uh, the Hawthorne calls are just so good, good. I know a good bit about the game. Okay. Well, uh, and it, it, that kind of started the – 
the next year to me, 1997 year was just the greatest baseball season ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that started everything off to me. Like we, I mean, it was a, a fantastic year in 96, but, um, that just made it more magical. And then that whole season leading out of that was just, so we had, a. um, a home run in every single game. We've talked right. about that before. Starting in that. Starting uh, in that Warren game. Morris. Yeah, because I think the game before that, we actually beat Florida 2-1, to one and there was no home runs in that game. Uh-huh. Um, but we – that the Warren Morris home run, and then every single game in in 1997, and then I think it was like 10 games in 1998. Right. <laughs> so we had that many home runs uh-huh. in a game for that long right. of a streak. That's unbelievable. Um great uh memories that everybody gets out of that and i think that was a big deal today i think some uh, lsu baseball had posted it on their uh-huh. on their site and i know everybody was kind of talking about that today so wanted to give them a little love and we were playing a, we played a clip of the hawthorne call just now so mm-hmm. any games that you guys want us to uh we, we do a, a lsu rewind segment any games that you guys want us to kind of talk about from the past Reach out to us again on – you can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our Twitter is one team one pod. You can also reach out to Bandit Radio. So that's Bandit Radio 3 on Twitter. Um, let us know what you guys would like us to talk about, and that will actually go to all of our uh, podcasts that we have under the Bra- Bandit Radio network. Um, also, go to our uh, website, oneteamonepodcast.com. Go ahead and get your uh, Don't Be a Dick t-shirts mm-hmm. today. Um, and actually, I think there is a sale right now on our site. So I think they're $19 right now if you go ahead and get it right now. So hell of a deal. Yeah. Don't Be a Dick t-shirts at oneteamonepodcast.com. Go to our shop page. And there's plenty of other t-shirts on there you guys can take a look at. Uh, but that was a pretty uh, apropos for what's going on right now. We have our Don't Be a Dick Dick Vitale t-shirts mm-hmm. um, from One Team One Podcast. So also, big shout-out to Courtesy Automotive Group. They've been really good to us in our podcast. Uh, we're going to tag all of Brandon Lejeune's information. You guys go follow Brandon on Facebook. He posts new deals all the time. Um, he, had a, uh, he had a used car that he posted today that I shared as well that um, looked like it was going to go pretty quickly. If you can, give him a follow and tell him that the podcast sent you. We would really appreciate that, and I know he would love that as well. Big-time LSU basketball fan, so kind of reach out to him, talk to him about that as well. Um, Really appreciate their sponsorship. Until next week, guys, this is One Team, One Podcast. One Team, One Podcast, a Bandit Radio Production.